0: Welcome in to another exciting episode of the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. As always, it's your boys, King Josh, Josh the King, and Big Rome.
1: What the hell is going on?
0: So, dark, dark days for fantasy again. I, I, I saw your tweet, you know, when you talked about the gruesome Dak Prescott injury. Man. You know, I'm not a Cowboy fan either. I was rooting for Dak because he was my fantasy quarterback. But, I mean, just to see a gruesome injury like that, that's l- literally potentially a career ending injury. You know, n- not everyone's Alex Smith. <laughs> What's funny is is it's like as, as the as the ashes of Dak Prescott go down, the Phoenix of Alex Smith rises. Yeah,
1: I know, right? I
0: know. Is it right? just I don't know about you, man. Alex Smith's wife is fucking hot. Yeah. Dude, totally. I, I was like, "Hey, good for you, Alex Smith." <laughs> but um you know, th- this week this football week felt like fucking forever since we had a game on Tuesday. It just th- this week just dragged. Yeah,
1: and I don't want to say it dragged, but it definitely felt that way. Where it was like, oh, oh God, we have another one,
0: mm-hmm. and it was,
1: and it actually, I mean, it ended up being okay.
0: It, it was, it wasn't a bad game. It was a surprising game because uh, Tennessee absolutely smashed Buffalo, forty-two to sixteen. And I mean, considering,
1: it, well, you know, it's kind of throwing out there. Do NFL guys even really need to practice? Because there's no way Tennessee had practices at least that weren't that were unsanctioned, right? Yeah, well, was the whole thing. That that's the, the whole thing that went down.
0: The NFL was basically like, "Hey, no more touching for you guys. <laughs> yeah, at yeah, all. Knock at it all. Off. you're done. You're done. Yeah. You're, you can't touch. You can look, but no touch." They were doing like Zoom meetings, and they came out like Dick swinging, just and just demolished Buffalo. Like it wasn't even close,
1: no. you know.
0: And then Derrick Henry pushed Josh Norman into next week. Dude. I mean that stiff arm. That's up the there. World. That's
1: up there is one of the best stiff arms I've seen.
0: Yeah, it in was my life. like it was like Derek Henry. You are a man. Fuck. All that being said,
1: that still might have been a tackle by Norman. I mean, he yeah. he he got stiff armed, was completely parallel with the ground, yet still somehow kept his eyes on him and got his hand on him again. Right, but right as he was going out of bounds, which he very well could have still made that tackle. Really yeah. kind of impressive, considering he just got. Totally beasted. It
0: it was just funny, though, because, you know, when you see a grown man get ragdolled like that, especially because, you know, Josh Norman for years was, like, the premier cornerback in the league. And he's been good. I mean, now that he's on um, Buffalo, he's playing second fiddle to... um, White. Yeah. Because that guy's a fucking monster. But still, like, you know, he's been a great corner his whole career. And just to see Derek... But to be fair... Derrick Henry is not human. When you see no. him on the field standing next to everybody else, he just, he's a scary looking man. Like, he's the kind of guy you do not want to owe money to.
1: Like, he doesn't even look, like, he doesn't look like he's a human being, though. Compared to everybody else, like, he just looks.
0: He looks like a, he's a Marvel superhero. Yeah, he just
1: looks differently. Like he's not of this world.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, so for today's uh, breakdown, we're going to talk about our studs and duds from week five of the nfl season we're going to go over some news around the league and then for you Dak prescott owners or Mm. chase claypool chasers we're going to talk some waiver pickups some guys to keep an eye on for your upcoming week six matchups so starting off the number one quarterback on the week ryan tanhill surprising what's funny only 195 yards but three passing touchdowns and a running touchdown um you know you you He's been a weird fantasy quarterback. Like, he's hard to. Because he had, you know, started off with an okay game against Denver, had a great game against Jacksonville, absolutely nothing against Minnesota, which was surprising. Then they had the weird herpes bye week for week four. And then just comes out and absolutely stomps Buffalo, which no one saw coming. Um, Is is Ryan Tanhill for real?
1: (sighs) I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I mean, when you look at this guy's breakdown of what he's done this season, I'm looking at him going, he's he's thrown the ball 43 times, 24 times, 37 times, and 28 times last night for two, four, three touchdowns and no interceptions. He had one bad game against Minnesota this year, which looks just awful on paper. Yet he threw for the most yards, but no touchdowns that week. Mm-hmm. I think that this offense, now that they're now that they're getting all these pieces back with A.J. Brown finally looking good and Henry running the ball the way he's running the ball, they're tight. Dude, Johnny Smith is the real deal. Awesome, yeah. Like, he's I, really the real deal. I, I,
0: I kind of wish I actually made some more play for him um, this this offseason during drafts and stuff like that. Yeah, I wish I had some stocks in Johnny Smith. You know, it's funny because other analysts, you know, I, I kept hearing good things about johnny smith and i was like the fuck out of here with that you know and now i'm like well maybe i was wrong you know so uh our potential rookie of the year justin herbert 264 yards four touchdowns justin herbert looks great there there's another fantasy quarterback that i i mean i i have him in a couple dynasty leagues that's actually pretty nice but in our redraft league now that i've lost dak prescott i kind of wish i had him on my team
1: no i mean i totally get that At, at this point he just looks. Uh, it, uh, you wish their record reflected. Yeah. What? Like they? The only game they won this year was with Tyrod Taylor, and it was sixteen to thirteen, and just ugly. And then it was like they go on these tears. They're giving games to KC. It's a game against Carolina, Tampa Bay, and now New Orleans, and he's looked really, really good.
0: But but literally all games. That- the Chargers could very well be five and zero right now. Absolutely. If they don't, but see the par, the problem is the Chargers always seem to charger themselves. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's you know I, I've been a Charger fan my entire life, and they all like I'm just not surprised by anything they do anymore. I, I'm actually more shocked when they're good, because like 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 the way my dad and I used to always say it was the Chargers are either the best bad team in football or the worst good team in football. It's yeah, fair. Yeah, uh, Patrick Mahomes, quarterback three on the week. Not surprising there, he's great. Ryan Fitzmagic number four, Fitzpatrick's been quietly great. He's act, he's the number six quarterback on the year.
1: As which... a forty nine er fan, this this kills me. What he did to the forty nine ers last week, I mean he looked he looked really good. Mm-hmm. He's he's efficient and he was really chucking the ball up. Now I get it. San Francisco secondary pretty banged up. 're not I, I think they're going with like third their third string corner and their fourth string corner um, you could probably throw on them I would say I would say moving forward until they get Sherman back the 49ers are, are a pretty sweet play if you have a quarterback going up against them just yeah. my just my general opinion and the lack of Boza and Ford they've got not the greatest pass rush in the, anymore I don't know they don't seem as as dangerous as they once did but Fitzpatrick he he escalated what their weaknesses are.
0: He's the number 6 quarterback on the year. It's crazy. Yeah, you know? He's
1: been he's been really really good. He's a good a uh, he's a really really good wow woo woo quarterback.
0: Mm-hmm. A late, if
1: they're down, yeah, if they're down, man, he can chuck it and he will make do. Well, the the,
0: the thing with the, the thing with Ryan Fitzpatrick is he's playing right now cuz he has nothing to lose. He's been in the league this is 16th season. He knows Tua Tagovailoa is the uh, the future. So he can just go out and sling it. doesn't matter. Like, he can go do whatever he wants. Because, like, what, worst case, they bench him? Okay. Right. Like, that's right. fine. Uh, Deshaun Watson had a, you know, came out as quarterback five this week. We we all, you know, we figured he was going to have a good game. Russell Wilson, man, can, you cannot give that man any time left in the game. I mean, just.
1: Dude. He, he's, I, I made a statement. Earlier this year, I was talking on the phone with a
0: couple of buddies, but
1: he might be the best player in the NFL. I'm not saying he's I, you the best said, quarterback. You
0: said, you said that on this show.
1: Yeah. Not saying he's the best quarterback, but he's the best player in the NFL. He He's yeah. unbelievable. His touch on passes, his ability to lead, his ability to escape, rush, it's, it's – He's so much fun to watch and I hate it as a 49er fan cuz I'm, you know, he's the Seahawks and he's ruling the West for for all these years but man, I just find myself gravitating like god, look at this guy go. Mm-hmm. What what a stud. He's he's an absolute wonder to watch.
0: Uh moving on, we'll take a look at the running backs. Mike Davis put up Christian McCaffrey numbers. The number one running back on the week. He's what's funny, Christian McCaffrey goes out and they don't seem to miss a beat. Um, He's the number six running back on the year. But remember, he didn't play week one, and he played part of week two. So he's actually – points per game basis, he's actually the running back three on the year. So um, Christian McCaffrey, we'll get about – we'll talk about in the news. He's eligible to come back from IR this week, but they're not predicting him to come back this week. So I think you have one more week of Mike Davis. And he's just – he's been awesome. But see, now this kind of has me questioning that – Christian McCaffrey, his volume might be dialed back because they go, hey, you know, why risk hurting you? You're our franchise player. Exactly. I when was, Davis... I was,
1: I was just about to touch on that because da- like, Davis has been really stellar. You know, all the Christian McCaffrey, you know, guys that took him number one overall are just sitting there like son of a... They're watching yeah. this guy go ape shit and dominating the game. Dude, he's had 11... He had 11 points week two in a in a... What he played a half of football essentially, yeah. well yeah. probably less than that. Week 3, 19. week 4, 19. week 5, 25 point game. Yeah. This guy, this guy is making it hard for Carolina to be like, we gotta hurry up and get Christian back. They're making it very e- he's making it very easy for them to be like, hey Christian, why don't you take another week and take another week and you know, oh you're only gonna get about fifty percent of the snaps now
0: because yeah, they I, don't I... have to. I was actually reading an interesting thing about uh, why Mike Davis has been so effective. It's because plays aren't really designed for Mike Davis. So teams versus when McCaffrey's in the backfield, your plays. 54% of plays uh, McCaffrey's the first read uh, uh, option on the pass. Davis is not. It you know so the quarterback's able to go through his progressions and then since Mike you know they don't have to focus on Mike Davis because they're. Or it, You know, he's not the first read. So then that's just it's been, you know, making him great. Uh, Todd Gurley, the number two running back on. I Woo-woo. think I got to stop. I got to stop shitting on Todd Gurley. He's, now, he's, he's, the, he's the number 11 running back on the year. And, you know, I keep, I keep projecting him to be a running back too, but he keeps proving me wrong. He's looking closer. I mean, he's still not LA Rams MVP Todd Gurley, but he's, I, you know, you can't argue with the, the numbers he's putting up right now
1: he's been in the end zone five times in five games. So, ah, you can't argue with getting in the end zone. You wish he was on a better team, but hey, (laughs) what can he do?
0: Miles Sanders, he – you know, it's funny. His stat line's confusing because, you know, it looks good, 80 yards, two rushing touchdowns, but one of those rushing touchdowns is a 74-yard touchdown run. (laughs) I mean, that's all that matters, but that also shows you how good the Pittsburgh defense is because if if he had 80 yards rushing – but one of those was a seventy-four. He had six yards on ten carries then. Yeah. So I mean, you know, the the the, the Pittsburgh defense is no joke. But I mean, Sanders, the volume play, he's still he's going to be good all year. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, Zeke was your running back four. Not surprising. Josh Jacobs, you know, find the end zone finally after it seems like forever he hadn't scored since week one. So that was nice to see that. Which Vegas came out and beat. Kansas City, very surprisingly.
1: Man, wasn't expecting that at all.
0: Uh, Chase Edmonds, that's a surprising one. He was the number seven running back on the week. Um, You know, um, Miles Gaskin finally got that one-yard touchdown run since Jordan Howard was a healthy scratch. Woo-woo. About time. Uh, You know, what was surprising to me was Alexander Madison, who came in relief for Dalvin Cook, who went down with the injury. He was the number 16 running back on the week. He still put up 20 carries on 112 yards. You know, uh, Madison, I mean, it, it'll be a rental, but, I mean, if you're a Dalvin Cook owner, you're probably blowing all of your fab. <laughs> you know, you know? He,
1: he here's the thing, though. He, he is he's a, he's a one-week filler, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. what the knock will be on him. But, man, he's a guy that was drafted. This is a guy that is on rosters around the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now it's forty-three percent on Yahoo that I'm looking at, and I'm sure that will jump up by leaps and bounds after this week. But now that now that Delvin Cook has this injury, and it's a groin injury, which again, it's like a hamstring, it's finicky as fuck. This is a guy that's well worth a stash for long term for for long term look. Well, so I the think
0: thing, the thing that that I mean, outside of you know. Like guys like Zeke who, who seemingly never get hurt although now that I said that who knows You what son of happen. a bitch, why would you do that? But I mean, but I mean, a lot of these superstar running backs if they're 100% owned in leagues, their backup should be 100% owned in leagues. I don't Agreed. understand. I don't understand that whole like cuz I mean, Alexander Madison showed you. He's like he looked great on some, you know, he he looked really good. Now granted Seattle defense is not quite what they used to be, but they're going up against Atlanta next week. Um, I mean, it, it, it's little little teaser for you listeners out there. I have Madison as a top five running back this week, you know, with, with, mm-hmm. with Dalvin Cook out. So, I mean, it, it's just, uh, you know, um, a, another surprising one to me uh, would be in the stinker category. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 10 carries, 40 yards, three catches, 40 yards, running back 26 on the week. I mean, are are you are you a little bit panicked if you're a Clyde edwards alaire owner?
1: I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, w- I would be. You know, the the usage is still there. I feel he's getting ten plus ki- ten plus attempts, rushing the ball. He's probably going to make a couple other catches during the game. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily sit there and, and really be worried. I'd be worried if they go out and sign a guy like Bell, Actually, which I've heard.
0: There're numerous r- rumors I heard that Bell is going to be signing with Kansas City, and that's—I mean—if he goes to Kansas City, if you're an edwards lair owner, you're going to cry and
1: Yeah, you're going to be uh, no matter. Rage, what, rage quit it, the season. No matter what, it's going to be dropped to about fifty-fifty. Mm-hmm. I mean uh, that's wide, for sure.
0: Wide receiver studs. A uh, lot of surprising names in the top ten. Chase Claypool, welcome to the NFL. <laughs> Three carries, six yards, and a touchdown. Seven catches, 110 yards, and three touchdowns. I mean, good lord, man! Like, and now I feel silly because I, in our redraft league, I had him for a week or two, and then I dropped him for, you know, waiver fodder. And looks like I did a little too early. No, um,
1: but, I, don't, I don't. I don't think so. Here's the thing, though, with Chase Claypool, and this is what just as an owner of Deontay Johnson, this is starting to get real frustrating. Why why can't this guy... What's his deal with making one fucking catch for minus two yards and hurting himself? He's done it two weeks. Two yeah. weeks in a row, technically, because it was that happened in a bye week, and then he did it again. I don't, I don't know what the hell he's... Maybe drink some milk. I, I don't know, man. But he's really starting to piss me off, and I would imagine a bunch of you... I might be starting to fade him a little bit. I, I, I'm a...
0: Deontay Johnson's almost droppable at this point in time if you're not getting production from him and he's just hot clogged you know you want to play him but you know this is what he's, that's what he's been doing to you the last few weeks and yeah then with the injuries it's it's kind of scary.
1: you know uh, the, problem, I, the problem is though is that people are going to take Chase Claiborne and they're going to start him and Deontay's going to play mm-hmm. and they'll be healthy or they say, you know what Deontay's going to be healthy. We're not going to start Chase Claypool this week. And he'll get hurt, and Claypool will go off on your bench. It doesn't. It's not a great feel. It's not. A, I don't like it. I know he's a huge waiver claim right now. People are all over him because he scored damn near forty points. But man, I, I would well, tread carefully.
0: In, in full PPR, he put up forty-two point six. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, another surprising one: Travis Fulgham, the number two wide receiver on the week for the Philadelphia Eagles. I had to look this Stupid. guy up a couple times. I'm like, Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah, you know um because i i would get the notification travis fulgham touching i'm like who the fuck is travis fulgham so he's uh you know he he played last year for detroit and by played for he had three targets and he was he was the body on on the field he only starred in three games um practice squad guy but you know because of all the injuries he had a touchdown last week he went two for 57 and touchdown but i figured that was absolutely nothing and then this week 13 targets 10 catches 152 yards and a touchdown you know I mean? You got to throw to somebody, and this guy, maybe since defenses don't have any tape on him because, you know, five weeks ago he's working at AutoZone. <laughs> you know, now, now it's kind of like, who the fuck is this guy? and, and yeah. You know, and who knows? Um, although, I mean, spoiler alert for the waiver people, I'm not tempted by this temptress no. right here. Uh, Brandon Cooks was your number three receiver on the, on the week. <sighs> uh, eight catches, 161 at a touchdown, which is – you know, it's like, this is the Brandon Cooks that Houston wanted. You know, I, I just, the, the problem is, I don't know if this is going to happen ever again the rest of the season.
1: You know what? It would happen literally the day after I dropped him. Yeah. I just got fed up. I said, man, he got three targets last game and didn't make a catch. And how do you go from three targets to not make a catch to 12 targets, making eight catches for 161 and a touch? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's sustainable. You would imagine it is. I, I would like to think that it is. This is something that he should be doing on a week-to-week basis. But but again, uh, five, eight, five, three. All of a sudden, it jumps to twelve. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe this was just a flash in the pan, but maybe not.
0: Um, another guy I want to talk about, who's our, your number five receiver on the week, Mike Williams for the LA Chargers five catches 109 yards two touchdowns. He's only 41% owned in leagues right now. So I mean if now unfortunately in every league I'm in he's owned. But his play style matches Justin Herbert's deep ball ability and you know with Keenan Allen going out in the game he had to target somebody and yeah. god damn, do you see that catch when Mike Williams Dude. they needed that that first down and he yeah. jumped over two different people and I mean, that's what the Chargers drafted when they took him seven overall or whatever. You <laughs> yeah, know? man. they brought
1: back the Clemson, the Clemson feel that he had. Mm-hmm. This, I watched him take over a game, a national championship game. and go, I just went, man, this guy's a stud. This yeah, guy's a yeah. first-round pick, hands down, and then he's been plagued by injuries his whole career. But I he know. Showed it, he showed it last night that he's, or not last night, excuse me, against New Orleans that, <laughs> man, God. what a stud.
0: Yeah, and, and so, I mean, if it, listeners, if he's available, you might want to pick him up. Especially now, like, now that Justin Herbert knows that he can throw to him. I mean, th- that's all it takes. Because now, you know, with, with Eckler out, you know, they, they use Justin Jackson, they use Joshua Kelly. But they kind of relied on Justin Herbert to get the ball out. And if Allen is banged up, and unfortunately Williams, you know, it's kind of like Russian roulette with him. But, hey, he might be a name to keep an eye on. Uh, another surprising one to me was Jamison Crowder eight for 116 and one you know he's he's only played in three games this season but he's the number 23 wide receiver in fantasy right now um you know I think just because of volume play he's legit I I, I think uh, I, I think he's pretty much owned I, you know I't do think you're gonna find him on
1: said about 82 percent
0: yeah so he's, so, I mean, he's definitely heavily owned. Yeah, you're not going to find him on waivers, but I mean, shit, if if you don't have him in a league, maybe trade for him cuz the name's not sexy, the team is disgusting. But hey, I mean, doesn't matter if it's Darnold or Joe Flacco, they're fi- they're getting him the ball. I mean, look, yeah, he's yeah. had he, he's had 33 targets in 3 games, and he's had a over 100 yards in each game, and he had a touchdown in two of them. So, you know, go get him. Um AJ Brown, welcome back to the NFL. Seven catches, 82, and a touchdown. You're number 11 receiver on the week. He looks great. It's nice to see him back and healthy. Yeah. Because uh, he's, you know, he's such a good player. Um, some of your stinkers that were, you know, you know, which were unfortunate. Um, actually, wasn't that bad, bad of a day for most. T.Y. Hilton showed up out of nowhere. Six catches, 69 yards. But this is probably going to be the best game he had on the year. Or that he yeah. will have this year. Um, I think T.Y. Hilton's droppable, which is yeah, sad. Yeah. to see uh, You me. know who's
1: a stinker. You know who's a stinker. Mm. I, I found one here. Uh, Julio Jones. Yeah. I know, I know he didn't play, but that's the that's what stinks the most. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's been doing just nothing. All he, he had a great week one. Everybody's thinking, "Sweet, we got the Julio of old. He's ready to rock and roll." You guys know he's only had eight targets and six catches for fifty-six yards in three weeks. Oh, check that—four yeah. weeks.
0: Yeah, he didn't play in week three. Didn't play last week. Probably not going to play this week again. <laughs> when we get to news, Julio didn't practice today. Yeah. So I mean, it. it... Oh, and then talking about uh, stud wide receivers. Did you see AJ Green was mouthing "trade me" on the sideline? <laughs> yeah, last I week? saw that. You know, I saw so. That. I mean, his, his time might be up, too. Um, Travis Kelsey, your number one tight end on the week. That's not surprising. Johnnie Smith, your number two tight end. Just, you know, in this vast, gross wasteland of tight end. To see a guy emerge. He, he's the number three tight end on the year. And, again, not a sexy name because you just, you know, you hear Johnnie Smith and the Tennessee Titans run first offense. But, you know, they're getting him the ball. Yeah, man. Um, Let's see, Darren Waller, 4, Gasecki 5, you know, welcome back to the NFL. You know, it's funny, uh, Darren Fells, 2 catches, 57 yards and a touchdown, that's good for your number 6 tight end on the week, which that's really all you want from your tight end. If I get 50 and a touchdown, Jared Cook did the same thing, 52 and a touchdown. Um, This one was surprising to me, was Gerald Everett on the L.A. Rams, he went 4 for 90, he's your tight end 8 on the week. But, you know, I think Higby is in trouble now because Higby went two for 12 and Ooh. it's looking like it might be the Gerald Everett show now.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, he, yeah. he's been, you know, his, his workload's been slowly increasing, you know, again, he, Sean McVay has ties to him because that was the first draft pick that Sean McVay made was Gerald Everett. And, you know, before the injury, he was off to a great start last year, but then he got hurt, and then Higby went on Gronk-like numbers, and so he lost his job. And, um, you know, I, but the tight end position so gross. It's, I'm just
1: looking here at, like, the top guys. Travis Kels, yeah, we figured. Mark Andrews, yeah, we figured. Johnny Smith, all right. Darren Waller, I was—I I, kind of was expecting a down year. Uh, Robert Tanyan. Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Mike Geseki, George Kittle, okay, Noah Font, okay, Tyler Higby, the one-game wonder to this point. Mm-hmm. Dalton Schultz is up there. Mo Ali, it's, it's this is the problem with with tight ends that I have just I have a hard time like I don't know not giving a shit about them because I guess you you got to find one and play one, but it's sort of like I, I guess I look at it and just say. Stream the best one possible. Yeah, You're not, I mean, or just you, stick with the one you got. And if a bye week rolls up, almost like fuck it, <laughs> I'm not it, gonna go digging. Yeah,
0: if you don't have Kelsey, Andrews, Kittle, Jonu Smith, Waller, you know, I mean, you know, if you have Evan Ingram, you probably hang on to him after the bye week because I mean, what else are you gonna replace him with? But I mean, if, if you have just, you know, if, if you have like a Mike Geseki, Jared Cook. Um, Austin Hooper, you know, fuck it. If it's bye week, just drop him. It's fine. You'll you'll get. You'll you could probably even get him back after the bye week. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, moving on, that'll kind of look at our you know studs and duds from week five. Uh, let's take a look at some news around the league. Julio Football Jones did not practice on Wednesday, and you know Julio missed week three because of an injury. Played 15 snaps week four, and then took off week five. So. It's very unlikely that he's going to play week six um, in, a, in a very plus matchup because you, you can pass against this Vikings defense. So, you know, it looks like that Olamide Zacchaeus, Russell Gage, Calvin Ridley, it'll be their show again. Um, but, man, what do you do if you have Julio Jones on your team?
1: <laughs> cry. I think that's the best thing to do is just have a good cry. Maybe yeah, well, have, a cud- have a cuddle with somebody. Because <laughs> the
0: problem is, y- y- you can't trade Julio, no one wants him, or, or at least, you know You're not
1: going to trade, you're not going to get the value you desire
0: Yeah, you're, you're going to trade him for T. Higgins Right You know, You know. so it's, it's, you can't trade him, you know, you can drop him and someone else can deal with the headache But then at the same time, it's Julio Jones, you don't want to drop him because you drafted him probably in the second round but it's just, you, you can't trust him right now, you know, and it's, 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 I think it's greatly affected Matt Ryan's fantasy output because, um, he hasn't thrown a touchdown in a little bit here. Yeah. Um, let me see, where, where's Matt Ryan? Get the fuck out of here. Matt Ryan, where are you? I found you. Okay, so Matt Ryan, he has not had a touchdown since week three. So he hasn't had a touchdown in two games. And, you know, when we thought Matt Ryan was a top-10 quarterback forever, he's actually quarterback 19 on the year. You know, he had yeah. great great week one, great week two, and then it's just been trending down. And now there's even talks about the, uh, the owner, uh, Mr. Blank, even he wouldn't commit to saying that Matt Ryan was their future quarterback. But they did fire Dan Quinn, and they fired their GM, so who knows? It could be better days for the Atlanta Falcons.
1: I mean, one would hope, but I doubt it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Scotty Miller, he returned to a limited practice on Wednesday, um, as well as Gronk, Fournette, and Godwin. They all got a limited practice today, so that's actually really good news for Chris Godwin. He hasn't played since week three, I think, um, which is very unfortunate because the Tampa Bay offense, you know, they're, they're plugging along, but, you know, a guy like Chris Godwin, it sucks to, to lose a player like that. Right. Um, uh, Mike Evans, he didn't practice today, but I don't know. I'm <laughs> what
1: what else fine. is new, right? That's yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Titans activated Adam Humphreys off the herpes COVID nineteen list, so I mean that could be good for you know guys like AJ Brown and and stuff because then you know it kind of you, you at least put a better body out there than some of the other guys and you know hopefully opens up some looks for him. Uh, Keenan Allen, they're stating that his back injury was just back spasms Monday night against the Saints, and that he's going to be fine, especially now that they're going on to the bye week. And then they have the Jaguars in week seven after the bye, so Keenan Allen will probably be a top nine wide receiver Mm -hmm. coming back. Uh, Cam Newton, Cameron Newton, he has been activated off the COVID-19 herpes list, so he's going to be a full go against the Denver Broncos and Mm – I think the New England Patriots definitely need that, because they look like shit.
1: They, uh, they should be relishing the fact that they got their game pushed back.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they definitely needed that. Um, Pittsburgh Steeler news. Eric Ebron didn't practice Wednesday. Juju didn't practice, but Juju hasn't practiced on a Wednesday all season. And Deontay Johnson, your boy, did not practice today. Son of a
1: bitch. Back. You know, and it's just, this goes to show you that anything back-related, you, it's the one shot. It's the same thing that I said with Cam Akers and ribs. You're one shot, one clean shot away from being knocked out of the game. This guy, this guy had negative two yards and a catch. He got me zero point eight zero points in you my been dynasty off playing league. Nobody. Yeah, like, uh, and and it's, it was just a rough week. I got so lucky to to win with Scotty Miller not getting a look and him getting knocked out of the game within seconds. It's it's just one of those things. It's like you gotta, I don't know, draft draft tougher players. I guess.
0: <laughs> I guess. Uh, Drew Locke. He's practicing in full for Week Six against the Patriots. That's actually pretty good for Denver because, you know, old Driscoll and uh, <laughs> where the fuck else they had playing in Denver, was it? Um, Arnard? Ripen. Ripen. There you go. You know, they just they didn't look good. Not that Drew Locke is. Any Much better, better but yeah. he is but he is better. So, I mean, I, I, I like that for, you know, Jerry Judy and, you know, hopefully Noah Font can come back. He didn't practice today either, but, you know, he, they weren't expecting him back this early. But, you know, guys like K.J. Hamler, Tim Patrick, I think that's better for all their offensive weapons. Absolutely. Uh, also with Denver, Mr. Melvin Gordon, or as I should say, Mr. DUI. Um, He got caught with the DUI and speeding 30 miles an hour over the speed limit. And the coach, Nick, uh, Vic Fangio, he says he's undecided if Melvin will face the Patriots in week six. Um, Generally, the NFL is going to suspend Melvin. I I read somewhere that he could be suspended anywhere from two to six games uh, just because of what happened. You know, what will happen is he'll probably get two and then he'll appeal it and he'll get like a one-game suspension or a two-game suspension and a fine. But Vic Bangio's is obviously not happy about that. Um, you know, it sucks because Melvin Gordon, he's been a decent running back this year for fantasy. Um, he, he's been a high-end running back too. Um, let me see his numbers. He's running back 20 on the year, yeah. So, I mean, he, he's been a high-end RB two with some plus matchups here. Yeah. Um, He's obviously better than Philip Lindsay, but, you know, hey, if, if Phillip Lindsey, who potentially was dropped in leagues, he could be a pickup, especially if Melvin Gordon's going to miss some time because of the DUI. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Dalvin Cook, he didn't practice today. Um, doesn't come as a surprise. Um, it's It's been reported that Cook is not going to practice this week, and he's probably not going to play against Atlanta. Um, Cook says he's not – you know, Cook wanted to come back. I think he actually came back into the game. On Sunday, but then he played. I think one snap. Then they took him out again. But uh, you know, so we'll we'll see about that. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's... he. I think he's out, especially because they have the bye week the following yeah. week. Yeah, and they're playing the Falcons. So it's like you should win this game,
1: right? If they were it's... smart, you shut him down. You keep your guys safe for one more week. Let him rest. Let Madison go because Madison shows that he can play, especially yeah, against great. a defense like Atlanta, who's just the worst. It's like, right, like them or Dallas are going to have the worst season maybe historically ever. Like
0: I said, Madison had 20 carries and 112 yards, and he didn't even play the whole game. I think he played just the last half. Yeah. I, I mean. And,
1: and he, not even the whole half. Yeah. granted,
0: He's not as good as Dalvin Cook. Then again, not a lot of guys are. But the fact is, he was still able to be a top-20 fantasy play and look great. So they'll, their, their offense will be just fine without Dalvin Cook. Um, as I talked about earlier, Christian McCaffrey, he was not practicing today, but he is eligible to return any time now, but you know, th- they said that the original prediction was four to six weeks. So it'll probably be closer to that, especially again, as we talked earlier with Mike Davis, just playing fucking bonkers. Like why, why risk bringing McCaffrey back now yeah. when you're fine with Mike Davis, right? Um, your boyfriend, LaVisca chenault he didn't practice today <sighs> with a hamstring injury. Yeah. Um, he's been battling his hammy for a couple weeks now. Um, he did play through it week five, and he had a great game, 7, seven for 79. Um, you know, but it, but it looks, you know, it was looking good for him, but now DJ Chark didn't practice today, so Chark might not play. So, you know, I hope he can come back because he's, you know, he's a special player.
1: Yeah. It's, he, he's one of those guys that I've that I've said since from the beginning here to watch out, keep your eye on him. It sucks dealing with a hammy, but he's been dealing with it and been playing still at a pretty decent rate, so it could be something to look at, you know. And then, and then uh, looks like I'm reading here Devonte Adams practiced fully on Wednesday, and he's yes. on track to play finally in Week Six.
0: Yep, and that that's huge because uh, I mean Aaron Rodgers obviously doesn't need him, but it'd be nice to have him back because uh, why the hell would you not want a guy like Devonte Adams <laughs> to throw to? Uh, Sam Darnold, he's been ruled out for week six, so it looks like it's going to be another Joe Flacco show, which Flacco didn't look as bad as I thought he would be.
1: I mean, he's a veteran. He he should play fine.
0: Kyle Allen, he's been medically cleared to start week six against the Giants for the Washington football team. That was such a great hit. It was. I know know
1: that people are like, oh, he led with his head. Uh, Man, I don't care. That's a DB. That's a DB, and he just mm-hmm. smacked you right in the mouth like you were Golden Tate. Yeah. I, it, was, it was a great hit. That impressed me by Ramsey. I was kind of like, oh, shit. You
0: okay. know what was funny about uh, uh, the Washington game was that since Dwayne Haskins got benched, he claimed that he had some sort of stomach ailment and he didn't travel to the team. And it's like, nah, fuck you. You're, you're just mad because you suck. You got benched, and now you don't want to tra- – you're like, man, fuck you guys. Yeah. But, you know, who knows? Although, it's funny, talking about um, young quarterbacks, there's been rumblings that the Jets might try to trade uh, Sam Darnold, which, I mean, it'd be surprising. Um, if
1: they trade Sam Darnold, this, then what we were talking about, the Jags being the most blatant tank job, just got ousted.
0: I think the Jets are, though, with releasing Le'Veon. Yeah, the-
1: that's what I'm saying. Is they Think about who they've gotten rid of. They got rid of... Uh, well, unfortunately, with Mosley going on the COVID, you know, opting out of the season, that hurt defensively. Mm-hmm. But then they get rid of Adams. They get they let Robbie Anderson walk, and then they just they just cut Le'Veon Bell. You yeah. spent eighty million on this guy, and I don't know how much of that was guaranteed. I'm sure I could no, look it up, but the, I, I don't care. I, no,
0: I, I read it earlier. He made eighteen. I'm sorry. He made $28 million in 18 games, <laughs> and he didn't even play all 18 of those games.
1: But just to, like, I don't get it. Just to let him walk is, I don't like.
0: Yeah, but and what's funny is um, depending on how much Le'Veon signs for, he can still collect up to $6 million this year from the Jets. Dude. But now I wouldn't be surprised if he signs with, like, the Patriots. And he's going to sign for the league minimum, like Cam Newton, and he's going to ball out. Or, you know, he might go back to Pittsburgh. Although, a lot, like I said, a lot of things I've been reading, Oof. they're saying he might go, end up in Kansas City, which would be absolutely scary if you're You know, that he's
1: going to want to go and, and win a title. So Kansas City makes sense. Um, but, man, that that would be so sad for fantasy purposes. Almost anywhere he goes is going to be sad for fantasy purposes. With the exception of maybe New England, I feel like that he'd fit in pretty good right there. You know, you got to buy into Belichick's system, which I don't know if he can do. But I didn't know if Cam Newton could do that either. But he seems to be doing fine.
0: You know, it's funny not to be a homer for it. I would have mind if Lev signed with the Chargers. You know, you lost Eckler. You know, and and he's a proven veteran who can catch and run. Yeah. See, so, you know, you know what I mean, he might be a good fit there. Who knows? Maybe he'll, watch. He'll go to Denver because Melvin Gordon got suspended <laughs> you know who, who, who knows we're um, talking about that stuff um, I kinda wanted, I, that'll kind of wrap it up for our news segment so now I kind of want to talk about some uh, waiver players that that you could look up this week um, first off if you are a Dak Prescott owner you know I'm very sorry for you don't worry yeah. I'm in the same boat but don't Give up. Your season's not over. I mean, unless you're 0-5, then, yeah, just throw in the towel. And you're yeah. fucking done. But, you know, hey, hang in there. There's guys like, um, you know, we talked about Ryan Tannehill. He's been quietly a great quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick, is the Fitz magic still there. Kirk Cousins actually has a plus matchup this week taking on um, Atlanta. So, I mean, th- th- those are a couple good options right there. Yeah, or, fuck it, just pick up Andy Dalton. Because even – okay, now – I, I will say Andy Dalton isn't very good anymore, but they paid him a lot of money to be the backup quarterback, to be the insurance policy. And, if, and Dak Prescott was the number four quarterback on the year. And if you can get, what, if, if, if Andy Dalton can be 70% of Dak Prescott, that's not bad. I don't hate that. Um, another quarterback you can look out for, Matt Stafford he because of the bye week he was dropped in, in in a number of leagues so matt stafford might still be out there um you know so again don't don't give up hope but i, I do want to talk about the big players here um the chase claypools the what the fuck's that eagles guy's name
1: travis uh, flungham
0: yeah so i mean you got guys like that um you know who who are who are some of your waiver buys that you're looking for this upcoming week?
1: Uh, I definitely would look into uh, to buying a little bit of Frank Gore shares. I know that he hasn't been great, but I think now that the ever looming Le'Veon Bell might give him a little extra juice to show something. Uh, I would also look into LaMichael Pryne.
0: Yeah, P. Yeah. He, as, he's the... as a little
1: younger option that could probably get some things done. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, again, very easy play if if you need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Dalton, for sure. Uh, I'm Like I said before, I'm not sold on Chase Claypool. I feel like that, that's a real hard – it's a hard game to play.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Looking and hoping that Johnson goes down or doesn't play – you know, pregame, so you know you can start chase. But yeah. again, again, this is this is one of those things where it's like, all right, he scored four total fucking touchdowns. <laughs> He's not yeah. gonna do that again.
0: That that's that's true. So you're you're kind of t- uh, cooling the Jets on. Uh,
1: I, I I don't Mr. like Clay jumping. Pol- I don't like jumping all over these youngsters that are coming in. You know, especially a, a Notre Dame wide receiver. I, none of them have been great. I mean, Will Fuller, but he's kind of the same guy. He's a boomer bust. Yeah. I just I look at Chase and I I see boomer bust. He played only sixty eight percent of the snaps, which is kind of remarkable considering he did as much as he did. Mm-hmm. Is he going to get eleven targets every week? No. Is he going to catch four or three touchdowns and run for another one? No. Is he going to be good and serviceable? <laughs> certainly, certainly. But again, I, I would taper that expectation. I might be one of the only people that's that's seeing that because people are just all over this guy.
0: Yeah, and then, um, and then we both agree the the uh, the Philadelphia gentleman Travis Fulgham, is a no go.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, I, he's let fully, me let me put it this. Way. I'd rather have Chase Claypool.
0: There you go. <laughs> um, any other names of note that you might be interested in?
1: Uh, I per, Trey Burton interests me a little bit at tight end, which yeah. uh, you're never going to hear me say that very much.
0: That was actually a name I was going to mention. I mean, he didn't have a great fantasy day last week with five for thirty three, but I mean, it's something. Phil, yeah. you know, is his, his target share's gone up? You know, Mo Alley Cox is actually banged up; he didn't practice today. Jack Doyle is not good. I, you know, I, I, nope. I don't know. And so Trey Burton might be a, a sneaky, you know. Bench stash it if you want to pick someone up. Um, you know, if, if surprisingly, if Jimmy Graham's available, you know, maybe go after Jimmy Graham. Um, I mean, there's one. He's boring.
1: Man, I didn't realize he still had it like that. That was such a great catch that he made. I, yeah. I re-watched that a couple of times today. It's just like, man, he's still got it. <laughs> still got it. He okay. would definitely be somebody to look into. And again, the the ones that are blatantly right in your face here, Alexander Madison. If he's not picked up, you, you, go pick him up. It's a safe play. It's also a safe play that Cook goes down again, or at least, at least doesn't take as many snaps, and Alexander Madison gets some love. Uh, yeah, so, and and Philip Lindsey is another big. It's an easy one. It's right in your face. Yeah. Most likely, he's been drafted or rostered. But if he's not, if you're, you know, who knows what an eight-team league can do? Philip Lindsey should be available. Go get yeah. him.
0: Yeah, so, you know, to kind of recap, so we got, you know, look at Frank Gore, LaMichael P. Ryan, Phillip Lindsey, obviously Alexander Madison. Now, that actually made me want to ask you if, let's say now because of the Dalvin Cook thing, does that make you look for the Tony Pollards and, you know, other potential handcuffs out there?
1: It, it always makes me, I'm always looking at those guys. I'm always looking at one of my favorite things. You know, the percentage of snaps that they are able to get. You know, they're able they're, the attempts that they're able to have, and those are the guys. You know, Pollard's kind of getting some love too. He's getting a lot of usage. So yeah, he if he's available, you never know what could happen. Everybody thought Cook was untouchable because he was having such a great year. Well, Chubb was also, Zeke yeah. is also, Kamara is also. Get those guys. Get Latavius and Murray. Go out and get Pollard. Get Madison. Go get. Uh, what's his, what's the other running back that I'm missing here? That was that's playing that is balling out.
0: Devonta Freeman.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Devonta Freeman would be a good one. He's finally showing everybody kind of where he was at. He's a stud, man. He's oh Aaron Jones. That's the one that you know. He's the guy that's balling oh, out. Go yeah, get, so, so get. Go Jamal get Williams. a guy like Jamal Williams. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't. Who's the backup in? uh, Who's the backup to Josh Jacobs?
0: Uh, Jalen Rashard.
1: Gross, but yeah, go pick him up. (laughs) You know what's funny is,
0: is that's why in our in our season long redraft league, I've been hanging on to Brian Hill and and Carlos Hyde because you know not to talk shit, but Todd Gurley, you know, he's been known to have injury problems and. Boom, I got a starting running back. And then again, Chris Carson, he had the knee twisted up. Carlos Hyde, he was a thousand yard rusher last year, so. But I mean, unfortunately, it kind of also depends on your roster. You know, if you if you need to make room, make room. But, you know, I, I kind of get it if you, you know, if, if you can afford the bench spot, hang on to these guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I think that's a good place to end it for the night. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. You can check us out on socials. FF football show on instagram at filthy show on twitter send us your emails at filthy fantasy football show at gmail.com so again thank you for listening guys as always it's your boys king josh josh king
1: and big rome
0: have a good night guys